Stop me if you've heard this story before. The Sixers battle back from being down 20 against a completely undermanned Brooklyn Nets squad, but it's not enough. Yep. Look, the Sixers have some issues, and we are getting into them right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. Hey, thank you so much to everyone who's been leaving five-star reviews for the pod. And some of you have been dropping questions in the review. If you haven't heard, if you do leave a five-star review, drop a question. I will make sure it gets answered at some point on the podcast. Thank you guys again so much. It really helps out. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Plus, We've got great sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. It's showtime, baby! Was the Sixers' win over the Warriors really just this past Saturday? Because it feels like it was a year ago, right now. I mean, the Sixers just lost to a Brooklyn Nets team, completely undermanned, down seven guys, plus Kyrie Irving. I mean, they were without James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Bembry, Bruce Brown, Javon Carter, James Johnson, Paul Millsap, Joe Harris also out with an injury. I mean, Brooklyn was so thin that they had to use a 10-day hardship exception. And with that, they signed a guy Philly fans might remember, Langston Galloway, former St. Joe's guy. And so the Nets were able to have nine available players. Look, I know they had Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, some would say, is the best player in the NBA right now. I'm well aware. But the Sixers just lost back-to-back games against teams that have been completely and utterly undermanned. You lose to Memphis on Monday, lose to Miami on Wednesday. They didn't have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and then you lose to the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday. And look, my takeaway from this game, the Sixers need more than Joel Embiid. Joel is doing everything he can right now. He really is. I don't know what else he can do. The Sixers as a team, they've got to get their act together or the truth might just be that This is what the Sixers are right now until a trade is made. I mean, look, the Sixers had their 
COVID shakeup at the beginning of the year, right? Where they didn't have Joel for three weeks, where they didn't have Tobias Harris, and they lost a lot of games. But because they went through it at the beginning of the year, and now you've got other teams going through it now, other teams going through what the Sixers went through at the beginning, except the Sixers can't beat these teams. These teams are figuring out how to still win games against the Sixers who have Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and Seth Curry and Danny Green in the starting lineup. Look, I know that Tyrese Maxey did not play in this game. He was a late scratch with a left quad contusion. George Niang is in COVID protocols, and so he was out, and Furkan Korkmaz was out with a non-COVID illness. But the Sixers, again, had Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, Danny Green, and Shake Milton was in that starting lineup. I don't know what else Joel Embiid can do. If I'm Joel right now, it's tough. I'm frustrated. I really am. Because it feels like He's trying to carry this team offensively and defensively. You can feel that Joel wants it to be this year, right? He wants this to be a year that the Sixers contend. But with how the Sixers are playing right now, they're just absolutely not good enough. The Sixers can't come out how they did in the first half and expect to win games. With the exception of knocking down some threes to start this one, the Sixers did not look competitive in the first half. I mean, there are times where you question, do you guys want to be out there competing? And this is not the first time that we're watching a game saying this, right? I think that's the frustrating part, is when it becomes a pattern, right? Like, you like that the Sixers were able to claw back. And we're going to get into the specifics of this game in the next segment. You like that they were able to claw back from down 20. But they should not have been down 20 in the first half of this one. They shouldn't have been. There's no excuse for that. And yet, the Sixers beat the Golden State Warriors just this past Saturday. I don't even know what to say. All right, coming up, we are going to get into the specifics of this game, where it went wrong, when the Sixers were able to claw back, and also, look, even when this game was tied, you just felt like Kevin Durant and the Nets were going to pull this one out. But first, let me tell you about Truebill. You ever had a free trial renewed without your consent? Because I have. And look, these are business scams. They are out to get you. And so use Truebill. So you don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people are saving up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Truebill 
has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So against Brooklyn, Doc Rivers put Danny Green back in the starting lineup. He had been tinkering with Matisse Thibel in there. And Shake Milton was in the starting lineup as well for Tyrese Maxey, who, like I mentioned, was out. So the Sixers starters were Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, and Shake Milton. And look, the Sixers opened the game on three straight threes, but it was, it was downhill. Downhill from there. After the first quarter... The Nets shot 65.2% from the field and 71.4% from three. The Sixers ended up giving up 39 points in the first quarter alone. I mean, you look at the Nets' stat sheet, they had 10 assists in the first quarter. And then on the Sixers' side of things, you've heard the story. Sixers struggled to make shots. They shot 33% in the first quarter and... It was 39-25 to after the first 12 minutes. Second quarter hits, and it's clear that the Sixers were trying to get Tobias Harris going inside early. And this is something we've seen time and time again, where it feels like Doc will try to make it a point to make sure Harris can get the ball in the mid-post area and try to go to work. But look, Harris just had trouble converting again against the Nets. You know, whether it was inside or from deep, he just struggled. But in the second quarter, the Sixers get it within 10, and then the Nets go on an 8-0 run, and all of a sudden you look up and it's a 20-point Brooklyn lead. And I think that the disheartening part was Philly just getting beat up the court. And that's where we look at effort, right? And I think that's where fans can get frustrated is there's no reason to be getting beat up the court. So at halftime, Nets are up 18. Brooklyn shot 54.3%. Philly, just 34. Third quarter hits and the Sixers wake up. They wake up offensively and defensively, offensively just running everything through Joel Embiid and Seth Curry. Hey, and it turns out if you run things through Joel Embiid and Seth Curry, good things happen offensively. They really do. So let's see more of that. And the Sixers play some defense. Sixers get it within five. Joel Embiid gets an and one. They're within four. Embiid just dominates in that third quarter, 14 points. And like I said, it was Seth Curry and Joel Embiid carrying this team in the third quarter. They combined for 25 of the Sixers' 31 points in the third. 25. Tobias Harris hits a pair of free throws. The Sixers are within two. And it feels like there's a little momentum here. You still don't feel good about it, but there's a little momentum. And the Sixers head into the fourth quarter down six. So they've got a chance. After being down 20, they give themselves a chance. And that's a common storyline with the Sixers, right? Getting down early, 
clawing themselves back, but not being able to close. And the fourth quarter starts, and for once, with Joel Embiid on the bench, it doesn't go to complete crap out there on the court. The bench steps up in the fourth. Andre Drummond comes out, picks Patty Mills' pocket. I mean, Patty Mills had a tough go. You've got Thibel all over him. Matisse Thibel hits a three from the corner because they leave him open. And look, Thibel's a guy where he's going to airball one, he's going to clank one, and then he might make one. And that he did. Green hit a three from the corner as well. Sixers kept it to within three. Defensively, Thibel, he had a big defensive play with a steal, and then he has a tough layup on the other end, and the Sixers are within one. And the most important part, Joel Embiid is on the bench, and the Sixers are within one. Now, to be fair, Kevin Durant was also on the bench at this point, but my point is, it can happen. Good things can happen. So Joel checks back in, 6.30 to play, Sixers trail by five immediately hits a cutting Shake Milton. It's a three-point game. Seth Curry fadeaway, one-point game. And Thibel still in the game playing great defense. Three minutes to go, Joel Embiid ties the game at 101. But even then, right then when the Sixers are staying in it, battling back, I didn't feel good about it. I just didn't feel good about it. Because every time the Sixers fought back, the Nets had an answer. And look, by the Nets, I basically mean KD. But the Nets had an answer. It just did not feel like the Sixers were winning this game, even when it was tied with three minutes to go. And then, the heartbreaker. Game tied, Kevin Durant just nails. Oh, just nails a three-pointer. And Tobias Harris gets called for the foul. It's a four-point play. Of course KD sinks a free throw. It's 107-103. And there's this photo out there. I saw it from the Brooklyn Nets sideline. His name is uh, Grady. If you want to look it up on Twitter or I retweeted it, you can find it on mine. But there's just this ridiculous photo of what looks like After Kevin Durant releases the three-point shot, he's holding hands in the air with Tobias Harris. And yet he still just nailed it. Man, how good is KD? He is so freaking good. He is so fun to watch. He is so good. And then after he converted that four-point play, the next time down he gets double-teamed and Blake Griffin's open. And Blake Griffin hadn't hit a three all night. What does Blake Griffin do? Drains a three-pointer. It's 110 to 103. His only three of the game, but that's the one that mattered. But you knew that as soon as KD hit that three over Toby, you knew the game was over. You knew it. You could feel it. It was a rough one. So the Sixers lose 114 to 105 to the Nets. And coming up, we're going to look a little bit deeper at the Sixers players, give out some player grades for what happened in this game. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. If you've listened to the pod, you have heard me talk about it. Built Bar is delicious. It is healthy. There are so many flavors. And what I love is I don't feel guilty eating them because... 
They are amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and high in protein. So you get the the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. Today I was feeling the mint brownie. But who knows, maybe tomorrow it's a uh, cookies and cream day. Or maybe you like peanut butter brownie. Whatever's right for you. Do you maybe like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays? If so, get your hands on some Built Bar Puffs. Yeah, you heard me, Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. And they've got protein covered in chocolate. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bet online, AG. I love checking to see what the odds are and see how the odds change for teams to win a championship on Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The Sixers are 0-6 in their division right now. 0-6. Not great. The only guy who played well against Brooklyn and deserves an A in this one is Joel Embiid. Like I said, I felt like he did all that he could do in this one. He finished with 32 points, 11 of 20, got to the line 11 times, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, and had that big third quarter with Seth Curry. Speaking of Seth Curry, he's right beneath him. It's hard to give him an A just because defensively, not great. So maybe B plus somewhere around there. But Curry and Embiid showed that if you run through them offensively, good things can happen. And Curry finished with 29 points. He had three threes. He was 13 of 21. So Curry played well tonight. But you go down from there and, I mean, look. I I don't know how to sugarcoat Tobias Harris's game tonight. He was 3 of 17. 0 of 5 from beyond. And... You've heard me say it before. I'll say it again. Sixers needed more from him. And you can tell when Doc is trying to play through him, when he's really trying to make sure that he's aggressive and get him going. You can tell with how they play the offense. But it did not work. It just did not work for him tonight. Finished with 11 points. I mean, I'd have to say C- minus some somewhere in there. Danny Green came in, he he did hit 
a couple of big threes, but look, other than that, not great. Probably also a C, had eight points. Remember, he did start against Brooklyn. Matisse Thibel had started the past couple of games, and Green played 40 minutes against Brooklyn. Actually played the most of any Sixer on Thursday night. Shake Milton, he he played all right, starting in place of Tyrese Maxey. 13 points, 5 of 13, 6 rebounds, which I liked. But also missed some really big shots inside and was just okay defensively. So probably about a B minus, C plus for him. Andre Drummond's a tricky one because he played 15 minutes and and came in with Matisse Thibel in that second half, and those two did some really great things defensively that I felt helped get the Sixers back in the game. So I'd have to put them somewhere in the B the B range. And Thibel came in, and you got to give it to him because he hit two threes, and he knows that teams are le- leaving him wide open in the corner. And he airballed one, he bricked another, but he still shot, and he made a couple. And one of them was pretty timely. So got to give him some credit there. And Isaiah Joe just came in and, and gave not much in 25 minutes. Zero points, 0 for 4. And I know we have talked about giving Joe, does he deserve more minutes with Furkan Korkmaz in that slump? Remember that Korkmaz was out against Brooklyn with a non-COVID illness. But look, if you go based off of the game against Brooklyn... It didn't go over too well. So we'll see whether or not Furkan plays in their next game and Joe gets some minutes. So the Sixers actually have a couple days off here. Don't play Friday. Don't play Saturday. Their next game is against the New Orleans Pelicans, which has been one of the worst teams in the league right now. So you hope the Sixers come out on Sunday and just demolish them, try to make some sort of statement. But look, I'm disappointed with this week because I thought the Sixers had a chance after the Warriors game to go 2-1 and one on this stretch of games. And instead, they lost all three to teams that were not even close to 100% and teams that they're going to be fighting for playoff spots with or seeing in the playoffs, and teams that you would have wanted to get these wins against early. And they just did not capitalize. And that part of it is a bit disheartening, definitely. Post-game, Doc Rivers did say that he hopes that George Niang can return very soon. He said, if not next game, then the game after. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Sixers. Thanks for making Locked on Sixers your first listen every day. How about you go make Locked on Bets your second listen? Have a great, great weekend, everybody. We will see you on Monday morning. We'll talk Pelicans, but also since the Sixers played the Boston Celtics on Monday, we're going to chat with John Corrales, who does Locked On Celtics and has been covering the Celtics for a very, very long time. So we'll get his take on Boston as well. Talk soon.